Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is Julie's story, and I'm so glad that you're here. This is a place where hopefully I make your day a little bit better while telling you crazy stories, fun stories, life stories about things that are going on while we all pursue a life full of happiness, wine, and hopefully a lot of carbs. So this past week has been really exciting in my house because my daughter is running for sixth grade representative. And we all know that means that I am running for sixth grade representative. When she came to me and asked me for my help with making posters, I went into full extra mom mode. I became the ultimate campaign director of this little um, election, if you will. What that meant was we had to sit down and come up with a plan. And while I'm doing all of these things, planning, coming up with a campaign um, strategy, helping her sell the why of her campaign, not the what she does, I went into full Simon Sinek TED Talk mode. I'm realizing on day four of hand lettering her posters and coloring them and doing glue and glitter that I am an extra mom. This is something that I've slowly come to terms with and I really didn't realize it until Andre and I got together because he would watch me as I'm putting up streamers the night before the first day of school and as I'm wrapping presents because a tradition I started with my kids was that on the first day of school they actually get gifts so they wake up to gifts and streamers and letters of encouragement he's he's telling me that this is not something that all moms do this is a revelation to me as of the last three years especially because I come from a long line of extra women. My grandmother is a decorative artist. She started painting um, in her 50s and since then has converted her entire garage into an art studio. She has carpet, the whole nine yards. It's now another room to her house. I've never known my grandmother to actually have a garage. She has an art studio, so there's paints everywhere. Once a week, she has her girl squad grandmas. Um, I just named them that, by the way. I should probably design them t-shirts. Girl squad grandmas come over and they all sit around gossiping, spilling the tea while my grandfather bakes them cookies. This is my norm. So this is my grandmother. When I was little, I crawled around on her carpet floor picking up scraps of fabric and lace and uh, fake flowers, silk flowers, and I would sit on the floor and design um, little elements or create stuffed animals or make little art projects. And my mom realized at that point that I was also a creative. So my mother, who is also extra, ultra extra, she has an entire craft room closet. So I'm third generation extra mom. This was my norm growing up. My mother created themed birthday parties and we would have cake decorating as part of the uh, fun of birthday parties. Um, We would have the best 4-H posters you've ever seen because of course being homeschooled, 
we needed to be acclimated with the outside world. And so my parents thought, I know, 4-H would be great. Maybe one day our daughters will need to have public speaking skills. Thanks, mom and dad. So they enrolled us in 4-H. So we did projects and these posters were always the best. And when we brought our posters in from 4-H, just like my daughter brought in her posters this week, the other moms would gasp in awe of these posters that were hand stenciled and they were perfect as perfect as a poster could be with um magic marker being the elements that we drew with i remember one particular year i was doing a project about great danes and i hand drew marmaduke cartoon on my poster and i hand painted it my mother helped me outline and make sure that the drawing was great this was my norm The extra level was always my norm. And I never really realized that. So when Andre came into my life and saw that I did something called unbirthday, which is a birthday celebration for my children that's not actually their birthday. It's an unbirthday in full Alice in Wonderland style. And when he watched them walk out into amazement to see cupcake, a cupcake with a candle in it and unbirthday presents at random Tuesday afternoons in the middle of a non-birthday month, he would tell me that this is something that not all moms do. Um, And I'm thinking, this is completely normal in my world. And that got me thinking about when did my extraness as a mother really um, start to develop. And it was from the very beginning. I was thinking about the story of my extraness in becoming a new mother. And I remember when my daughter was born, I, of course, had to graphic design her birth announcement that I never actually got printed, by the way. I just designed it and maybe emailed it to a few family members, but I took hours creating this. And then I did a secondary birth announcement because I took this photo of my daughter on one of the multiple photo shoots I did with with her when she was a newborn. And she looked like the Gerber baby. So, of course, I had to graphic design a Gerber baby resembling secondary birth announcement for her at no time did anybody tell me that this was unusual I thought this is just what moms did um it isn't so as I printed out the secondary birth announcement sending it off to Gerber because I was sure they would now make my daughter the next Gerber baby I was surprised when I got back that announcement from Gerber that said, we couldn't imagine keeping this precious keepsake. Why don't you keep it? But thank you for sending it to us. Um, I just thought, well, there's probably a lot of other moms that use their graphic design skills to make their daughter's face blue into the exact logo replica while putting the last name of their child underneath in the same way Gerber put on their logo, the name Gerber. Yeah, so this wasn't common. Um, So when Lainey brought in her posters, she said there was a few teachers that stopped and gasped in awe and really congratulated her on the effort um, that that she put in 
we designed it together, of course, but you know, some of the hand lettering, I, I took the lead on just because it's hard for her and cursive. And I mean, you understand that also made me think about what other areas I might be expressing my extraness in other than just celebration of my kids' accomplishments. And this led me on a journey to a phrase I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, and it, that is the that mom accusation. That phrase really... Um, it's not something an extra mom wants to be called. And and there's a few times that I've been called that mom, which can have two journeys. The that mom phrase can either be negative or positive. I'll give you an example. First of all, if you are on the playground and any other mother's child does something offensive to your child, it's likely that if you are extra, you'll become the that mom in the negative sense. So my daughter was playing on a playground when she was younger and this other child came and threw a handful of sand into her face. I immediately became that mom. The one that all the other moms judged silently with their side eyes as I rushed over to my daughter, picked her up into my arms, and saw the clumps of sand gently nestled right near her cornea in her gorgeous eyelashes every single other woman envies and purchases via fake lashes. I threw my daughter over my lap backwards with her head facing towards the sun, pouring copious amounts of water over her eyes to protect her eyes while looking around wondering, when is this child's mother, the offender, the villain in the stories, mother going to come over and apologize for this absurd action she in fact never came and as i brush the sand out of my daughter's face while she's crying because now she has sand and water i realized that i probably was very dramatic in my display of salvation It could have looked dramatic. I feel like it was appropriate for the level of concern that I had. But this this is something that I think all mothers can easily slip into. So although Andre might think that I have an extra way of celebrating, this way of salvation I think is pretty normal in terms of your child getting completely obnoxiously assaulted by a handful of sand the there's another way that the, that mom can be used you know in terms of helping your child with their sixth grade representative posters i'm that mom the one that goes above and beyond to celebrate and then there's kind of a gray area you have a level of extraness that is obnoxious, dramatic, but is channeled completely towards the celebration of your child. 
And that is the millennial parents' birthday party preparation. This is an entire spectrum of borderline crazy behavior because it is all levels of extraness high-fiving because it's the ultimate celebration. Millennial parents have this pressure to pretty much create a wedding-sized party so that our children feel celebrated. And there's levels to this. There's the extreme level. And then there's the borderline extreme obnoxious level. The, is this the Queen of England's birthday party? I feel like I kind of range on the the mid-range borderline obnoxious level. My sister, however, she's at the queen level. The only thing that kept me from this level of extraness, the birthday party planning themed coming from two generations of extra mom, is the fact that I have two children so close together. So my sister coming from the same matriarchal extraness only has one daughter and I have two children so close together. So in my world, I um, have done themed parties They are amazing. I think they're amazing. My children every year get a get a choice. Do they want a small family party and a big present, or do they want a big party and a smaller present? Because I have a budget on the borderline normal extreme level. On the extra ultra queen level, there's no budget. Let me give you an example. My daughter this past year, um, we did a Starbucks birthday party for her 11th birthday. Um, My mother, my queen mother, went to Starbucks, asked them for posters. Now remember, this is the level I come from. So she asked Starbucks if they had any posters from their menu board that they didn't need anymore. Of course they said yes. So my mom brought home authentic Starbucks posters on her second trip to a different Starbucks. The executive um, Starbucks branch manager for our area was actually there in the store. So she went and spoke to her, my mother did, and got my daughter a Starbucks hat and a Starbucks apron and um we decorated the whole house like Starbucks we had a we made it look like a cafe so that was my daughter's birthday party now my sister the next level up from that is a couple things one bounce houses um bounce houses themed party food that has a label describing to the partakers of how that food is related to the party theme. Water bottles with labels with the child's name on it. The way that my sister brings it to the next level, so if all of that I just described to you is a three-tiered wedding cake of a birthday party, my sister brings it to another level by adding a groom's cake that is 
dressing up for the themed. So not only do you have circus soleil performers, trapeze artists flying through the air of her living room, you now are dressed in accordance to that theme. And my children, of course, are looking on like, can our aunt just adopt us? Because her birthday parties are next level. Weeks, months, years in preparation for my niece's parties. From the time that she was new, like just first year on, every birthday seems to one-up it. Um, And my children are looking over as my sister's handing out party-themed goodie bags that likely have an iPad in them as a gift and as free puppies are being handed out as children are leaving my niece's birthday, my children look over and wonder as they're eating Elsa-themed ice cubes out of their snow-coned dessert cups, wondering, Mom, why did we have $5 pizzas at our birthdays when there's a personal chef in our cousin's kitchen carving Elsa out of a ice block that came from the ice glaciers and the meltings of that ice glacier is the water cups that we're drinking out of with a slight blue fruit-infused water. And I have to tell my children, um, there's two of you. And for a long time, there was only one of me. So although you didn't have labels on your water bottle, um, you did have Walmart cupcakes. So let's just keep everything in perspective here. The birthday party planning for a millennial mom has so much pressure to it. Most of us, I feel like, have Pinterest boards planning and pre-planning um, the upcoming events. I'm sure there's 16-year-old birthday Pinterest boards being created in my sister's world for her six-year-old already. And what's interesting about the Pinterest board for the millennial mom birthday party planner is that all of those pins are not created by one mom planning one birthday. But somewhere along the lines, we feel like we need to do the 67 themed items that are on one board that one mom didn't create. The Pinterest boards almost become the Instagram highlight reels of various different birthdays. And yet we feel like it is relevant and important that there be hand lettering menu boards on this Starbucks birthday coffee cup menu for my child. I did this and what was really interesting after my entire house was completely themed was that not one single child cared that 
I had created a birthday party menu coffee flavor and not one of them read on the menu. They just walked over to the uncaffeinated coffee bar and poured an obnoxious amount of creamer into their cups. The party was so much fun that I had thought, I know, I'm going to put bowls of coffee, full coffee beans in the middle of each table with white coffee um, filter flowers in the vases with the coffee beans. By the middle of the party, I had children carrying the bowls of the coffee, the actual coffee beans, eating them. And I felt in that moment, maybe this extraness isn't serving me because I now have children that are going to be spending the night at my home eating the actual coffee beans. This was for an 11 year old's birthday party. This was not even children. Halfway through the party, I walked around what once was my incredibly stylish cafe living room with green tablecloths and beautiful circled mirrors with my vases filled with coffee beans. And it looked like a herd of dinosaurs had trampled through my living room. No longer were their little eyes looking up in wonder at my beautiful Starbucks menus my mother had lovingly hung on the walls. Instead, there were children running, tripping over debris of shoes and fifth grade girls' purses by 45 minutes into this party that took me, oh, likely four weeks to plan and gather these details. 45 minutes in, I had one girl crying in the bathroom because her hair had gotten water on it and now it wasn't as pristinely straightened as it once was. And in that moment, the sign I had made outside the front door directing partygoers two feet into my front door was no longer relevant or important. Now I had crying children at my millennial decorated birthday party and um, she didn't care that my mom had hand-painted the Starbucks logo on the front door. Her hair being wet was now the straw that broke the camel's back for her very fragile, delicate, emotional self. Of course, I came in and I did what every extra mom would do, and I offered to restyle her hair in the middle of the party. Um, I even offered that she could use my shower to wash her hair, and in that moment I thought, I will stand here and blow dry this child's hair and straighten it if it will keep her from crying at my Starbucks-themed birthday parties. Thankfully, that didn't need to be done. But it wasn't too long after the party ended and the girls that were going to spend the night at my extra party, it wasn't too long after everyone that had left and mothers walked out the door chuckling a little bit underneath their breath because this was my first 
sleepover party because in true extra mom fashion, I thought after four weeks of planning a birthday party, I did need at least six to eight prepubescent girls to spend the night at my house. I was very naive. No longer am I this naive. Um, And I do realize that most of those party decorations, although I was doing it for my daughter and she absolutely was so thankful and it was one of the best parties and all of the girls did enjoy the photo booth that I had set up and the $50 um, selfie clicker I had purchased three hours before the party started. Although they did enjoy that, And my daughter's heart was filled with love and admiration. It was a beautiful memory that we have. There's a secondary memory that my husband and I have as well. And that was the one of us falling into our bed at three o'clock in the morning, not because we were going to sleep, but because we had been up and down so many times from girls crying over who was sleeping at which particular spot on our living room floor. We fell into the bed and thought, We aren't going to be doing this again for quite some time. We were done in that moment at 3 a.m. Because at that point, at least five girls had been crying, one of them including our daughter. So as I got up, as much energy as I could muster at 3 a.m. after throwing the best, most extra party in the history of parties, I divided all girls into various rooms in our house. Um, I let them all know in the most loving, compassionate, mom extra filled way that I could at that time at 3am that we would in fact be going to sleep in this moment and there shouldn't be any more crying. And as Andre and I crashed in that moment at three o'clock in the morning, talking about how we would make different decisions in our life moving forward, there's one sound that I'll never forget and that was the scream coming from the front part of our house in my son's room a girl was screaming we jumped out of bed as fast as we could and ran to the room because somebody else's child was dying in our home and as i opened the door in as much concern as any other parent would have and i said oh my goodness are you okay what is wrong A small voice met me from the darkness and it said, the clock in the room was ticking. And as my eyes blinked in the darkness and my face said, are you kidding me right now? You just screamed bloody murder from across the house because the clock's ticking. But my mouth said, the clock is ticking? I realized, um that I I wasn't ready for the situation that we found ourselves in. By the next day, that same girl um, woke up and she, she was she was eating a lot lots of candy that she had brought. All of the goodie bags that I had set out by the door because I wasn't giving out iPads, I was giving out candy from one of those really large, cheap candy bags that cost $5, but it feeds all of the children in the neighborhood. My goodie bags were filled with those candies. By 7 a.m., the time that I was awoken by giggles and glee, 
all of those goodie bags, all eight goodie bags of candy were empty. The main consumer of the candy, I was told, was the screaming clock child, although I, it was questionable by the amount of energy that those girls had. And at this point, my um, house is still looking like a Starbucks cafe that has been overrun by the second half of the Jumanji movie. I realized that my Pinterest boards reflected none of that. The fact that I had won first place many a times with my 4-H posters, with hand-drawn dog cartoons that were hand-painted and the gasps and awe of other mothers in the history of my life celebrating my mother's extraness, none of those things mattered because at this point I had a house full of very sugared-up children and a house that was still decorated that took the rest of the day to clean up. But what I did have is a child who was very happy at her birthday experience. And that made every single hour of cleaning up coffee beans from the ground and every single last hour of exhaustion from the secondary day of cleaning up this party, it made all of that worth it. And so as I think today, as my daughter is off discovering if she did in fact win class representative for sixth grade and my posters that took me four days to create but only hung in the school hallway for two days, it will all be worth it if she comes home happy. And so as an extra mom and as a that mom, it doesn't even matter because at the end of the day, if our children, if their corneas are not scratched because there's villains at the playground, and if they are happy, even though your house is covered in spills of expensive coffee creamer that you had selected to match the birthday party girl's particular taste that day, you realize your extraness plays a part in your life. It can either aid you in saving your child or aid you in helping them feel like they are the most incredible little people that ever walk the earth. And so I'm proud. I'm proud that my refrigerator holds lists that are designed in Photoshop that have their chores written on them. I'm proud of the fact that there are unbirthday parties that will be celebrated this year. And I'm proud that all of these parts of me help to make me the most amazing extra mom that has ever walked the planet. So I encourage you, just like my daughter's campaign says, rock your weird, be yourself. If you are an extra mom or if you are that mom, you own it. And you know everything that you're doing for your kids is going to create create it's going to create great great memories. Even if those memories are three o'clock in the morning and you are saving screaming children from taking the battery out of a clicking clock.